Digicom Weekly Growth Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Digicom's Growth Marketing Podcast. Today we have a special guest. His name is Iman Hamid. Uh, Hamidi, Iman has a decade of experience working with direct-to-consumer brands, spanning multiple verticals like apparel, skincare, and more. Uh, currently, he holds a position of director of e-commerce at In Beauty Project, which is a skincare brand. He leads strategy and, and initiatives um, for their direct-to-consumer operations. Hey, Iman, thanks for uh, jumping on our podcast today. We are very excited to have you. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Nice to see you for the second or third time this week. <laughs> <laughs> Love when we get to meet and see each other. I'm sure uh, we get to see each other both at the beginning of the week and also at the end of the week, which is fantastic. Yes, sir. Uh, so today we're, we're chatting with Iman. He has a ton of experience in D2C e-commerce, CRO. Iman, can you jump into your background uh, and what got you into digital? Totally. So almost 12 years ago now, I started working in the digital marketing industry. I got my start with SEO and social media. Quickly, I moved into advertising. I love the analytical aspect of advertising and being able to make an impact um, sooner than later as you know SEO is a long-term game and from advertising I really got into different direct-to-consumer brands and working with them and that's how I started working in e-commerce actually is through my time working in advertising I started working for a medical company as the uh, head of e-commerce over there and you know quickly I, I started to get into more technical areas of not only digital marketing but also e-commerce uh, moving into user experiences web development um, and trying to find opportunities to improve a e-commerce company's uh, growth through optimizing their web experience as well as email marketing and SMS marketing that ended up coming a few years later so I've had my hand in a lot of different areas of digital marketing and e-commerce specifically. And uh, I think, you know, having a range of experiences has uh, equipped me to be in the role that I'm in right now, which is director of e-commerce, where my focus is on growth and strategy for a direct-to-consumer brand in the skincare industry um, by the name of In Beauty Project. Amazing. Thank you for, you know, all that information. You are definitely a jack of all trades. You know, I see that on the day to day working with you. What would you say is your expertise in, in digital and how has it helped the brands understood that, you know, you have your hands in many different parts of the business and you're wearing a lot of hats, but what would you say is your expertise? Well, I think there's always the intuition that people like to employ. But personally, I believe that data speaks for itself and making your decisions based on data typically leads to better results. So you may have, you know, an idea or a hypothesis about how something can unfold, but until you actually test it and see what the data says, it's all just assumptions. So working in the digital marketing industry for now, again, over 10 years, I've seen how things that you may think do well or are going to do well end up flopping. And on the reverse side, things that you're not really sure of, you don't think it's going to do too well, end up doing much better than expected. Just this week, there was an example of an ad that we started whitelisting 
where we actually had two posts whitelisted from the same creator. And I'll be honest, I thought one of them was better than the other. And the one that I thought was better is actually not doing as well as the other one. So that just goes to show you that, you know, your intuition can only take you so far and you can, you know, only, I think the the data needs to speak for itself in, in a lot of different areas of digital marketing. Outside of that, just understanding user behavior. I think having a solid foundation in digital marketing, you need to understand your buyer personas. You need to understand who it is you're communicating to in your marketing messages, who it is that's going to be utilizing your product. And all of that helps you come to, you know, these assumptions that you want to test, right? And a lot of that just takes time. And, you know, it's, it's not something you will, you will know right off the bat. It's something you need to continuously optimize um, in terms of what profiles your customers have and um, who your new customers are, who your returning customers are, and how to appeal to them and, and send them the right messaging. Yeah. And I think just uh, like uh, adding on to that, it's, you know, it's also your product type, right? Like we've been doing a lot of experimentation with different products and bundles. And while one product type can skew a specific demo, another product type can skew a whole different demo and that can impact AOV and like revenue row as like, all, you know, all of the like business level KPIs that are important to, to drive uh, revenue and profit. Totally, totally. I think, interestingly enough, uh, to your point here in the brand that I'm working with in beauty, you know, we tend to think our customers are a little bit younger and potentially aren't willing to spend as much. But we've seen recently together that the the bundles and the higher higher ticket price items are actually doing much better than the single items or the lower ticket items. So I think that's interesting. You know, point that you made is sometimes you have to try different things and and learn more about your customer base because it evolves just like everything else in D2C, right? Uh, yeah. It's a, it's always a changing environment, which makes it definitely fun and, you know, definitely complicated at times, but uh, it's always uh, solving a different puzzle. Can you jump into a couple strategies with like examples that you've leveraged to help brands unlock, uh, whether it's, you know, conversion rate or AOV or, you know, improving like upper funnel, like click through rate. Just, uh, I think it can be very helpful to some of our listeners because like I've seen all the amazing work you've done in like our conversations in terms of like an e-com perspective. And, you know, it's, uh, and, and I've mentioned this to you before. It's just like the granularity at what you're looking at, uh, from a data perspective is, it's really incredible. And then on top of that, the changes and that you're making across, you know, the website or also in terms of like our marketing mix, right. And the conversations we're having, there's just, there's so much there that. I think it can really help our listeners. Totally. Um, and I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit, but I'd love to go into more detail. I really think that testing is going to be something that every brand, every marketer needs to employ. And you can test things on your website. You can test things in your advertising. You can test things in your emails and your SMS. You know, working right now in the position that I'm in where I do manage the website, I do work with you and your team on the advertising um, and we're doing all of the email marketing and SMS marketing campaigns in-house. Any opportunity I have to test something and gain some valuable insights, I take it. You can get very granular with your testing and sometimes there's, there's a benefit to that. Other times there's no benefit 
relationship to it. I think understanding, you know, what your goals are, what outcomes you're trying to reach and what business objectives you're trying to impact kind of helps me personally decide whether a certain test is going to be effective or not. You know, when it comes to testing, I think a lot of brands think about testing as a A A-B test and A-B test is certainly very popular and it's the majority of the tests I run. Outside of that, there's also multivariate testing, which can also be very impactful because there may be changes you make to a web page, such as your product page, where you want to see different variations and how they interact with each other instead of running these independent tests on one element and eventually, you know, doing instead of simultaneously testing multiple things, having these independent tests run sequentially where you test this after you reach certain statistical significance, you move on to the next test. It's something that I've been doing more of is multivariate testing, especially on the website. Now, as it pertains to email marketing and SMS marketing, again, there's so many different variables you can test. I think understanding user behavior is one of the things that we try to gain insights on when we test within our retention efforts. So things like testing when to send certain messages, testing which cohort of customers to send to, even as granular as testing the actual design itself and whether having a badge that says save X percent or the badge says get a free product. I mean, there's there's all these things that you can test to learn more, which can help you optimize future campaigns or optimize the overall experience. And I think um, when it comes to testing things within your advertising, there's always going to be room for improvement. So just because you test a certain hook against another hook and you find some results there, it doesn't mean you need to stop at that point. I think you always need to be testing new hooks against each other, new designs against each other, as well as new video content. You know, the things that we're testing right now are having a model in the first few seconds versus not having a model and having the product be the focus. So when it comes to testing, I think there's so much granularity you can employ. At the same time, sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the big picture, understand what goal or what outcome you would like to achieve, put together a hypothesis and test and then look at the data. And the data aspect can be also very simplistic. It can be as simple as which one had a higher click-through rate or which one had a higher conversion rate. Um, I think different tools, however, do provide you with even deeper insights. A prime example of this is I was A-B testing a landing page several months ago. And interestingly enough, the overall improvement that we saw in conversion rate was not great. However, if you took a deeper look, you saw that in fact, new customers had a much higher increase in conversion rate, whereas that lower increase or honestly no increase was from the returning customers. So at that point, you can take a look at the data and take a look at what's feasible on your end as to whether or not you can have a different variation for new customers and a separate variation for existing customers or returning customers. And that's where you can get a little bit more advanced with your tests and identifying opportunities. And I think honestly, anything in terms of 5% to 10% increase is worth it because over time, those incremental 5% increases, they stack up and and they start to make a, a large impact. 
Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, like you, you, you keep calling out data, which is like very, very important. And like, you know, um, in, from the tests you were running, right? If it's going to both new and old customers or returning customers, the data, the increase or percent lift might not skew as high as we would expect. But when you broke out new customers, you're seeing like, oh, we are seeing that five to 10% increase, which then, you know, can come back to us. And it's like, okay, maybe we should be running this specific landing page in our prospecting campaigns while leveraging the old you know, landing page on retargeting and then also taking it a step further, right? Like oftentimes we're finding different messaging works in different parts of the funnel. So it's similarly having different landing pages and really diving into the data to see what the unlock is can, can help you grow. 100%. You, you hit the nail right on the head with that. Um, so wanted to just uh ask you you know there's uh, again there's just so many different things you touch on but like what is like one or two pieces of advice you can give brand different brands to to help them grow yeah i think any brand obviously can utilize a b testing just side note unfortunately google optimize which is a free a b testing tool is going away so brands are going to need to look for alternative solutions there currently we're you know vetting a couple different providers such as vwo and a b tasty but with all that being said i think the first thing is is trying to understand like what are you trying to achieve you know take a step back don't think about the specific a b tests you want to run think about what outcome or what business objective you want to impact? Is it to see more returning customers? Is it to see a higher conversion rate? For advertising, do you just want to see a higher click-through rate, right? And then from there, think about it. Okay, what can I test? Come up with hypotheses right? You know, I actually, I have a science background. I've, I've studied biology in school. And when you're in a lab, you know, they teach you about the scientific experiment. And very much A-B testing is a scientific experiment where you have a hypothesis, you come up with how you're going to start that test, you know, what's required? Do I need a developer? Or can I make some changes um, using a WYSIWYG editor within my A-B testing tool? And once you have that planned out, you run your test, you come to some sort of statistical significance. And it lets you know, based on that data, what you can do. So I think brands can start at a very simple level there and start testing within their ad campaigns, different messaging, different hooks. It's it's a lot more of an easy lift there because you don't necessarily need a developer, right? You maybe need a designer to write different copy and you know test different variations of a hook or a different ad within your advertising and see can I get a lift in click-through rate? Typically, if you do see a lift in click-through rate, what follows, not all the time, but most of the time is a lift in conversion rate, which ends up being more revenue, right? And another test too, it doesn't even have to include a designer. It's something that we do a lot of is the landing page testing, you know, testing a product page versus a collection page. You know, you don't even need the designer there. You just need to set up the A-B test within the ad platform, right? So I think at a very simplistic level for brands who maybe don't have the resources to, you know, employ a, de a developer to set these tests up, you can start there, see what sort of improvements you can make, what optimizations you can make at the very top of that funnel, which is, you know, like you said, prospecting and try to get people to your site. And then from there, if you have, let's say, a retention uh, program with email marketing, SMS marketing, you can start to test things there. 
Again, if you don't have the designer to test different variations of an email design or an SMS image like an MMS, you can get as simple as testing different send times. Maybe sending it in the morning is better than afternoon, or maybe the evening time is better than the morning. It's going to depend on the user. It's going to depend on what industry you're in. And at times, it's even going to depend on what day you're sending it. You know, the weekend is going to differ from the weekdays. So I think for any brand who hasn't started A-B testing, that's a great start. Test your ads, test your landing pages, test your email marketing, send times, designs, whatever is feasible for the team. Get started sooner than later. Even now, you know, I've been... um, handling the email and SMS marketing campaigns for the brand for a few months, 80%, 90% of the campaigns we're sending have some form of an A-B test. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I think that is absolutely no very crucial, especially because like all of the macro level changes and micro level changes and like business changes that are constantly occurring. I think, you know, very much like with every deployment, there should be something that we're learning, whether like messaging time, like all of these, you know, amazing points that you've, uh, that you've hit on. Couple more questions for you. Where do you see digital going in, in the next five years? That's a tough question. You know, it feels like uh, technology's advanced so much. The industry has advanced so much over the last three, four, five years. And what we're seeing currently is this influx of, you know, user generated content that's doing so well, especially from an ad advertising perspective. TikTok has been a huge, huge part of that, right? Anybody can pick up their phone, record a video, talk about a brand they like, or talk about a product they like and post that and people will come to it and flock to it and be quote unquote influenced by it, right? So I think that's going to continue to be a part of the industry is influencers, raw content, not super polished, just very real content. That's, that's, Again, produced by people who are micro influencers, nano influencers, all the way up to the macro influencers, right? Outside of that, I think shoppable video has been something in the e-commerce industry, at least. Shoppable video has been a, a big topic and something that a lot of brands are doing now. If they weren't doing it six months ago, they're doing it today. It's something that we're going to be launching soon for our brand. I think when someone comes to a website, sometimes a website can be boring. You know, there's, if there's no animations, if there's no video, um, if the colors are bland, I, I think nowadays people like to see something that's more fun, something that's engaging, that's interactive. And so that's where shoppable video and video in general starts to become part of not just DGC uh, e-commerce websites, but I think other industries as well. People just want to hear and be fed that information instead of reading something on a screen. Outside of that, I think we're going to continue to see more and more marketing teams just working closer and closer with their design teams and their development teams because I think especially in tech companies that product manager plays that that central role between the departments but within e-commerce and D2C typically especially on the smaller teams you won't have that you won't have a product manager right I think my role director of e-commerce kind of acts as that product manager for a lot of um 
D2C companies, bridging the gap between design, development, and marketing. But I think there's going to be, in, in terms of you know people who work at the companies and those teams, there's going to be more hybrids, kind of like myself. You know, I've had my hand in so many different areas, and I just I think that experience has really helped me think about not only a website but also the users and the personas differently. Where I can make certain suggestions or optimizations or run certain tests based on that experience and what I've seen. So I think we'll we'll end up having a lot more of these hybrid teams in-house and you know internally that brands will start to employ yeah um i think those are like several amazing insights right that uh, our listeners can walk away with and like either do more research or figure ways to activate some of these uh some of these strategies what's uh what's one question you wish that i asked you that i have you know that i haven't asked you yet and how would you answer it um, what's my favorite basketball team? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, one thing that, you know, I, I, you didn't ask, which right now is a hot topic, obviously this time of year is holidays, the holiday season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, and if you had asked me, you know, what's, what's the strategy there? I would say it's going to be a lot of the same as last year, plus a lot of new, new, new things, right? Where we want to test new promotions. We want to test new ads. We want to test new landing pages, right? I think getting creative during this holiday season is going to help a lot of brands set themselves apart. How can you get creative? There's a number of ways. I think it's going to be specific to every industry. For us, as an example, we're, we're going to probably be doing holiday kits, holiday bundles, things that are limited edition and exclusive to this time of year. We may be you know, doing some free gifts as well with purchase. So a lot of brands who have you know historically done the percentage off can try some of those tactics as well and see how that works for them again it's it's never going to be a sure bet you know you do have to test it but i think that may be something this holiday season and during black friday Cyber monday this year that we may end up seeing more of is creativity behind the promotions and the offers I think, uh, you know, just strictly from a uh, D2C perspective, I think that is a, definitely a great question because there's so many different ways for brands to kind of tackle, you know, one, how to cut through, like cut through the noise. And then second, you know, second question also is it's like, when are brands launching the last few years? Uh, they've been launching earlier and earlier and earlier, right? And so... I think, yeah, absolutely testing through and understanding like what your strategy is, especially because it's almost October. October is right here and October is going to go by so quickly. And before you know it, it will be Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we're in full holiday. So definitely important to like map out that strategy now versus, you know, later on. Plus, if, you know, for our listeners that are on all of these different ad platforms, like review times have started to take longer and longer and longer. So just getting set up earlier is definitely, I, I think, you know, a, a great recommendation for everybody. Mom, thanks for jumping on our show and providing all of this information. Uh, wanted to ask you one last question uh, for today, at least. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you? Uh, you know, I try to keep a low profile, but I am on LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to send me a connection request, happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. I've had some great conversations with other people in the industry over LinkedIn. As well as that, we can uh, hopefully see each other at the Grow Conference in LA in October. I know, Heyman, you and I, that's where we met, but I know we'll see each other there in a few weeks. So anybody in the LA area, if you're going to go to the Grow Conference, come look for me. But yeah, I think that's, that's, 
that's where you can find me on LinkedIn. Other than that, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Hopefully your viewers and listeners can take something away from this. If nothing else, just start thinking about A-B testing, start preparing for the holiday season sooner than later, like you said. Um, I think sooner you start, the better. Summer, mid-summer is definitely like the time to get started on all of that planning and holiday uh, planning and, and sending that roadmap, like you said. Amazing. Thank you for, for joining us. Of course. Thank you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.